Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. Um, today, I just want to talk briefly about the Word of God and the role that it needs to play in our lives and in our hearts. And, you know, I... I, it's so funny to me because I just find that the more I know about God, the more I know about things, the more the the more I find out the limitations of my knowledge. And with every day, I get to realize why God said we need the Holy Spirit here on earth with us. Because sometimes, you know, the Bible, there's a scripture that I I, I had dinner with some of my friends two days ago. And one of them made a, a reference to a, void, um, to a verse in the scripture where it says there are many voices in the world. And I'm beginning to really understand that because sometimes hmm, there are many voices in the world. And let me just go to that scripture right now. Actually, I checked the scripture now and I see that the context in which that um, scripture was quoted is not exactly what it was saying. I thought it's it's translated in some versions as there are many voices in the in the world but when you check it in the english standard version it was actually referring to languages that was first corinthians 14 it was talking about the gift of the spirit speaking in tongues so not relevant to where it wasn't saying exactly what i thought it would was saying but what i really wanted to talk about now is about the word of god and the assuredness of the word of god and the importance that we have that word of god as a pillar and the danger in in finding oneself in a situation where one is exalting other things particularly what you think as supernatural experiences they may even be supernatural experiences in fact many times they actually are supernatural experiences and um it's so there are many things coming up in what i want to say and i trust the holy spirit to help me arrange and articulate it in a way that will make sense to you so we're all living in this world where we're all trying to make sense of how the world is and you know i'm like on this podcast i speak my own experience so trying to make sense of what the world is asking god and just working with god and trying to make sense and some things happen sometimes that beggars believe now i'm this kind of person that i always want to get to the bottom of things and the why of things is very important and then somehow god has given me a very strong um spirit of discernment in that i can sense when something is wrong but then knowing so i i, I see i i sense things it's very it, sometimes i may not see it you know sometimes you know god doesn't reveal it i may not see but sometimes a, a number of times you know i i do sense things and i will know that something is not right i may not be able to know what exactly is not right but i will sense it you know particularly concerning people particularly concerning people in certain situations but what i find is that sometimes i sense it but i then i may recognize that there is something going on here and it's not quite right but there's the tendency that i may come to the wrong conclusion or respond in the way that i should not respond and what i'm now learning is that when you see a situation or you sense a situation, you sense that something negatively spiritual is going on, you really have to rely on God to reveal to you 
what you need to do because if you do not if you respond or let me let me let me personalize this because i noticed that when i responded according to what was happening that in itself created this a negative situation for me because what it then means is that once the devil then knows that oh okay she's responding to this thing then he continues to perpetuate it just so that he can get that response and what does he want he wants to put you in a place of fear he wants you to have faith in his ability to you know to harm you or do something negative to you through that situation or through whatever it is that you're sensing so I, I don't think any of this is making sense, but what I'm trying to say is that I'm finding out that what I can trust is the word of God. Because honestly, and I think that scripture, um, the scripture in Jeremiah that speaks to this, I think this one speaks to it really well. Where um, in that scripture is talking about, um, God was talking to through Jeremiah to the prophets of the day who were prophesying all kinds of things to the people of Israel, telling them that, you know, just coming up with all sorts of things in their minds and he said he said i have heard the sayings this is jeremiah 23 verse 25 i have heard the sayings of the prophets who prophesy lies in my name i had a dream i had a dream how long will this continue in the hearts of these prophets who prophesy falsehood these prophets of the delusion of their own minds you can imagine they suppose the dreams that they tell one another will make my people forget my name just as their fathers forgot my name through the worship of Baal. In other words, it is possible for people coming through, oh, I saw this divine revelation, this thing, that vision, this one, to actually ensnare people and make them forget God and his word. So this is something that is not, is not new. And he now says in verse 28, let the prophet who has a dream retell it. But let him who has my word speak it truthfully. For what is wheat compared to chaff, declares the Lord. What is straw compared to grain? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that smashes a rock? Therefore, behold, declares the Lord, I am, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words that they attribute to me. You can imagine. So God is saying here that he has already given us his word, that he has already spoken. And that everything that concerns our human existence from age to age until the end and the restoration of all things is already written in this Bible. And that there should never be that if there is a conflict between what you are experiencing and the Bible, you, you, you defer to the Bible. And that any situation that puts you in a situation whereby you are exalting that supernatural, in quotes, experience or that dream... Or that manifestation over and above what the word of God says then you are in a dangerous place and this is something that I had God had taught me several years ago that had actually laid the foundation for and helped me through avoiding a lot of snares that the enemy had been putting on my path I almost got myself ensnared again recently because Apparently, the devil had set up a set, a set of things to make certain things look in a particular way. Now, there was some, some of the things I was, you know, there were things that were, there was, how would I say, there was some, how would I put it, there was some truth or correlation in some of the things to give it that sense of authenticity. I mean, if you know how the devil works, 
he will mix a lie inside the truth. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So outside, outwardly, just like when he, he went into the Garden of Eden to tempt Eve, you know, he talked. He said, ah, did God really say that you will, you know, um, that you should not eat of this fruit? You know, but God knows that when you eat of it, you know, then he took that word and twisted it. And the lie in it was that when he now said, okay, God knows that if you eat of it, you will become like God, you will do this, you will do that. But he, he, his, his intent was to deceive. Now, in the book of Revelation, the devil is described as the serpent, the dragon that deceives the whole world. You know what it means for somebody to be described as, for God to describe somebody, a personality as a deceiver? Somebody that is able to deceive the entire world. You know how difficult it is to pull the wool over the eyes of five people, ten people, fifteen people, twenty but for someone who is able to deceive the whole world, you have to know that there, therefore, and the whole world is not stupid, by the way. I mean, we, we can see that there are stupid people in the world. I'm sorry to say there are people who are maybe, you know, for, foolish or whatever. But not the entire world is not stupid. The entire world is not foolish. And of course, that deceive the whole world doesn't mean everybody will be deceived. What it means is that the greater proportion of people and that to a very large extent, the way the world is now structured based on the sin of Adam, which has passed on all of us, we are all either, we are born into deceit, we grew up in deceit, we are either delivered from deceit, or we remain in deceit. So everybody, we are all in going through the journey of unraveling the web of deceit that has been spun around us to tell us that this is truth and this is the lie, turning us away from the truth of God, turning us to the lies of the devil. It's just the way the world is. It's corrupt, it's flawed, and it is constructed in a way to cement that deceit. And sometimes I, I, I even think that even for as long as you're in this body, that there are just a lot of things that we will not know. But I think in Christ, it is possible to limit to limit that or rather to shed off those that web of deceit. But then it's there's the deceit of okay, whether Jesus is, is Lord. There's the deceit that has to do with your relationship with God on a fundamental level. Then there are the other ones that have to do with relationships and then what is God's will for me? You know those everyday things. But what I'm now finding is that at the end of the day, one just needs to just center on the word of God and never get oneself into a situation. And I'm this is really me reflecting to myself because I'm someone who I think I almost got into a situation whereby because I had started sensing certain things, I started allowing the sensing to guide my path rather than the word of God. Whereas the word of God already has guidance and there's no point at which I should, I was beginning to get to a point where <coughs> almost beginning to elevate, sorry, um, excuse me, almost beginning to elevate the, the sensing, for lack of a better word, over and above what the word of God says. So let me give you an example. Okay, even if I know there's somebody in my life, the person is not exactly, the person doesn't have my best interest at heart, the person is being really nasty to me. What does the word of God say? It says in John chapter 8, verse 44, um, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So if that person falls into the, pray for them, into the people who despitefully use you and persecute you, what the, the, um, um, the word of God prescribes is that you pray. You pray over that situation. And in doing that, he will tell you what to do. But yes, you could then sense that this person is really 
despitefully using you and persecute you and then decide to respond in your own way which is okay i'm going to do this or do that or whatever it may be and then you then develop a belief system about that person and you know you just begin to act in a way whereby you're actually being now controlled by that situation without realizing that you're being controlled because even if you know anything that involves that person you are now hypersensitive you are hyper you know you are trying to prevent yourself from being hurt and it's taking control of you that is now is no longer about the word of god you're just losing you know the whole sense of i am born of god i've overcome the world greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world all of that you're losing sense of that and it's very subtle i can describe this because that is what has been happening to me at least in this current situation over the past few weeks and months and it was until this month that i just realized that you know what this is crap this is all crap because I know who I am in Christ Jesus, and I know that God is on the throne, and nothing has changed in my relationship with him. So if there's somebody that is around me that is running around and doing something, I mean, that's your problem. You know, as in really, I have other things, and I will continue to follow God, and I'll do what God has asked me to do. I understand what you're doing and what you're doing. I will pray. God will deal with it. If he tells me to bind, I will bind. If he doesn't tell me to bind, I will not bind. But I will remain focused. Don't let me, you know, the devil is always, you know, bringing about drama. To distract you from the word of God. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. And this has been going on for like three months. Three months. And it has affected me in terms of my ministry and things that I should have been doing. Without me even realizing that it has affected me. So all of that is going to stop now. And I'm glad that I'm recording this music. It's going to stop now. And I pray that the Lord himself will give me the wisdom that I need to know what I need to do because I am not on this earth to 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 play to the devil's agenda left to me honestly really I'll be in heaven at this point in time as in you know what I'm saying I would rather be with Christ where he is and not have to play any of these games but then I realized that if other other Christians did that then I would not have received the word of God so okay let me remain here and do the work of God and actually I'm interested in what God is interested in I really want the earth to know God I want people to see him as he is and I believe, and I want my life. I don't want to go to God with a sense of non-accomplishment. I don't want to. I know that I haven't yet done what the Lord wants me to do. I believe that He has invested so much in me, and there's a whole lot more that I need to do. That is what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. I will not spend the rest of my life following the agenda of the devil or dancing to his tune. Whether he plays this congo or the salsa, I will not dance to his tune. And the Lord will give me the wisdom to make sure that I will be able to discern through his tricks and never get myself into that situation again where I'll be dancing to his tune. I have been there, I think, in these past few months. And it's so crazy because I know better. I actually know better. I know better than, you know, what I, I have been doing for these past three months. And I'm not going to spend my time trying to understand how it happened or whatever because, well, it, it did. And I think these things make you know that, hmm, when the Bible says, let him that standeth take heed lest he falls, in this Christian work, we can never ever say we know it all. We can never ever say, oh, I have dealt with this issue. I used to have problems with the flesh. I used to have problems with anger. I've dealt with it. It's gone. It will just creep up one day out of nowhere. You'll be shocked. You know, so at the end of the day, it is by his grace and his mercy that we are not consumed. So I, this will just be something I'll continue to talk to the Lord about. 
but I've just realized, I've just told myself that, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm not playing this game. I just, the whole thing was just getting really crazy, you know, trying to avoid this, trying to avoid that, and getting controlled by extra scriptural things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Things that you feel, okay, well, God is in it, but it's not exactly the word of God. And what has helped me as a Christian in the ups and downs of my journey is centering my life on the word of God. And this is where I'm going to close it because the truth is that we can never ever, even when we design things, we can never design it fully. Sometimes even in the, you may design it well, you may not fully understand, but the response of what should I then do? You may not also get the full design. I mean, I'm speaking, this is my experience. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it does not come. But the, how would I say, the centering um, guideline that we have is the word of God. So anything that you then notice over time, it's beginning to take you. And again, it's Holy Spirit that will make you realize that it's taking you away from you. are not really doing, as in there is a universe, there's a principle of the word of God that covers this area. For instance, just like how um, um, Jesus said, oh, I think the apostle said that nobody can, by the Spirit of God, come and say, Jesus is not Lord. So somebody can, you know, so when, if the word of God tells you, love your neighbor, you cannot now be acting out of love and say it's because you had a revelation that this person was evil. That's why you're now, you know, it's, you have already moved away because the word of God is unchangeable and it's superior to my experience. It's superior to, you know, and I'm speaking to myself right now because this is really me like preaching to myself because this is really what I've been doing. And even though what I saw is I mean, what happened was real. And even though, you know, what I saw in the, the people's agenda was also exactly what it was. But my response needed to have been guided by the word of God, not guided by what I saw, by my second, you know, what I saw and my assessment of what needed to be done. It, I thought I was being led by God, but clearly looking back now, I can see that, no, something else was going on there. So... I will, I'm going back to center myself on the word of God because the word of God, even if I am wrong in quotes, the word of God, the Bible says love never fails. You walk in love, you are covered. So even if, yes, that person wanted to harm you, even if, yes, that's a dangerous place, you, you shouldn't be there. If I go in love, love will cover me. Are you understanding me? Even if I'm, I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying, but I did it in love. God will cover me. Love will cover me because love doesn't fail. But when I go according to dreams or according to revelation in quotes, if it turns out that it was not exactly right or whatever, or it's contrary to the word of God, or it's something else going on completely, then, I, I mean, the shipwreck will be great. So I am still going to spend some time meditating on this for the rest of this week. I feel much better in terms of, for me, this makes more sense. The word of God, you know, is the Bible calls it a sure and a steadfast anchor for our soul. And um, in Psalms 138 verse 2, it says, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. And in, in Hebrews, um, um, the book of Hebrews chapter 1, it says that long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets as fathers of Israel. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Jesus, whom he appointed the heir of all things, and through whom also he created the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his brightness, and upholding all things, the universe, by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So God himself, 
has exalted his word above all his name. And he upholds the universe, including me, that is inside, by the word of his power. Who am I, therefore, to exalt any other thing above the word of God? God himself has exalted his own word above his own name. He himself is bound by that word. So I am going to root and center my life in the word of God. And concerning this situation, what the word of God says to me is in the, um, is, is in the book of John, where it says, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. So that is what I'm going to begin to do in the situation that I have been referring to. Because I know that as I do that, I, the Bible says that you overcome him, that's the devil, by the word of the faith, by the blood of um, the lamb, and by the word of their testimony. So it is the word of faith that overcomes the enemy. It says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And that faith is in the word of God. And the Bible also says that love never fails. So I will center myself in the word of God because that is the only thing that is able to save me. Not my discerning, not my sensing, not my responses to things that are going. And whatever leadings that I get, it must never contradict the word of God. Never. Once it contradicts it, either by acting in fear or acting in a way that is malicious or contentious or, you know, that is not working towards peace. Even if the other part is not, then I know that I am not working in love. And I know that I'm not working in Christ. And if in that I am wrong, even though I feel, love will not fail me. Love will correct whatever negative impact will have come from my being wrong because I was working in love. Love is perfection. Whatever it is I may be doing is imperfection. So I'll leave it at that. I and mean, I hope this will be is a blessing to you. I trust God that he will make it so and that he will bring as many hearts to these words from across the nations as would benefit from this. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.